Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today on this Monday morning as we get into the word of God, talk about it and pray about it. Question, have you ever been mocked for your faith, for your faith in Christ, for your religious beliefs, for your moral beliefs, for standing up for what is right? As we continue in 2 Peter, Peter has something to say about this, and so we want to be prepared because you probably have been, and if you haven't been, it might just be because you're afraid that you will be and you haven't spoken up. So what do we do with this? How do we handle this idea? Everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be accepted. Everybody wants to be included. And so how do we handle this? Well, let's see what... 2 Peter chapter 3 has to say about this. We'll begin with verses 3 and 4 where he says this, Know this first of all, that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it, as it was from the beginning of creation. Peter starts chapter 3 by saying, I'm willing to remind you of things. See, Peter was getting near his death. And twice in this book, now we've seen in chapter 1 and here again in chapter 3, he tells us, I'm, I want to remind you of something. In chapter 1, he reminded them that no prophecy was a matter of one's own interpretation, that they were to uh, they understand that prophecy comes from God. It's not up to just whatever you want the Bible to say it is. You've got to interpret it properly. And now here he says again, I want to stir you up and remind you. And again, he says, first of all, the same thing. This is important. We ought to know, right? we, we ought to know first of all from chapter one, that the Bible is the basis and foundation of our faith. It's not up, to, it, it's from God. Our goal is to discover what God said, not to use the Bible to turn it into saying whatever we want it to say. And here again, he says, I will remind you, first of all, realize in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts. Do you, do you realize this? Are you able to stand against mocking? I think there are four types of persecution that come to my mind that we should be aware of. And mocking, I think, is the most gentle of them. Mocking is when people ridicule you, laugh at you, make fun of you for what you believe. They sneer at you, they, they so forth. Why do they do this? Well, Peter says the reason is they're following after their lust. That's why they're doing it. You're, the fact that you have a moral standard, it, re, it reveals that they don't. The fact that you're following God reveals they aren't. The fact that you're standing for what's true reveals they're believing what's false. And so rather than repent because they're following their lust, remember to follow Christ means we are escaping the lust that's in the world through the corruption that's in the world through lust. As we saw in 2 Peter chapter 1, about verse 4, we've escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust, and now we're becoming partakers of the divine nature, the nature of love. Well, people who won't live that way don't like it when they see we do. We're the light of the world. We come into the world, we shine brightly, and those who don't want to follow that, they don't. Jesus said in 
John chapter 3, they hate the light. They reject the light. The light shines in the darkness and it reveals their darkness. And so they they will reject it. So how do they do it? Well, the first thing, the, the simplest level is mocking. Mocking is legal. You, there's nothing illegal about someone laughing at you, making fun of you, ridiculing you, trying to imply that you're ignorant or stupid or whatever else, you know, that people like to say about us. They're not saying this because they're inevitably smarter. They're saying it because to follow what we believe requires them to repent and humble themselves and acknowledge their own sinfulness. Remember this, and I've seen this on campus. It's one of been my core slogans. A man's theology is dictated by his morality. Indeed, a person who will not humble themselves before God's moral standards is very unlikely to ever come to faith in Christ. All right? The second type of persecution that we'd see is one we have in our day, and that's a soft tyranny, and we'd call it canceling, right? We hear so much about cancel culture, where they, people don't mock you, or they, they just reject you. They have nothing to do with you. They, they, they want to get you fired. They want to get you canceled off Facebook, off Twitter, off social media. They, they don't want you to be allowed to be heard. They, they do their effort to just make you, to erase you from culture, to erase you from being seen or heard. Cancel culture. The third type persecution is physical. Physical. Few of us have ever experienced that here in the United States. I have slightly, some on campus, a couple times, not very much at all in my 40 years of preaching on campus, maybe two, three times. And, and this is where someone just, you know, they hit you or they beat you or they, they physically attack you. And then the fourth type is a government persecution, whereby, uh, as, as is common in some persecuted lands today, the government just turns a blind eye when people beat on you, when people physically attack you. The government looks the other way. They allow it to happen. Or maybe even the government participates in it, locks you up, puts you in a, uh, puts you in a jail, or, or uh, requires you the government, the government power is used to oppose your beliefs. We who live in America are, have, are used to religious freedom. We see it more and more being undermined. It has been for quite some time, legally, through the courts. Uh, I, I don't know of many believers in our land who've been locked up for what they believe or who've been physically beaten, but, but the standard of religious freedom, it is under threat. And we need to be careful, and we need to be uh, diligent to protect it. But how do you respond? You know, we, where we face mostly is mocking, and we will be mocked. We will be mocked. How do, we, how do we respond to mocking and cancel culture and so forth? Our small group a few weeks ago, we, we just talked about a lot of Bible verses. Let me share a few of you with you. We, we came up with about 20 or, or so that had to do with persecution, and not fearing men. Let me just share a few with you. Galatians 1.10, Paul says, am I still a, uh, uh, am I still seeking the approval of men? If I were seeking the approval of men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Friends, there's something we got to be clear about. We are servants of Christ, not servants of people. We've got to choose that. Proverbs 29.25, the fear of man brings a snare. It's a trap. If you don't overcome 
fear of what people think of you. It's like a trap. Have you ever seen an animal caught in a trap? I have. They're desperate to get out. Once they realize, they, they go for the bait. They go for the trap. They think they're safe. They go for the bait. But oh my goodness, once they're trapped, they fight to get out. Or like a fish caught on a hook, they fight to get off. But they don't realize once you're in that trap, you're snared. You're probably not going to get out. You've got you've to overcome the fear of man before it shows up, before, before the trap gets sprung, before you take the bait. 2 Timothy 3.12 tells us all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. At some level, mocking, ridicule, cancel, physical, government, everyone who desires to live godly in Christ Jesus is going to be, at some level, experience the rejection of people and opposition for what they believe. It's part of the turf, folks. We just got to be aware of it, which 1 John 3.1 tells us, behold, what a great love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God, and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. The world doesn't know us. They don't understand, because they don't know Him. People who know Jesus understand what we go through. This is why your close friends must be people who believe in Christ. They understand the persecution. They are your allies. They are your those of like mind. They are on the same team. But so many people who aren't believers, they don't. What do you mean you're persecuted? What do you mean you're mocked? What you? you they don't get it. They don't understand it. First John three thirteen says, "Do not be surprised if the world hates you." So often we are. We wonder why would the world hate us? We love them. We want to do good. We care about them. We want to be do good for them. Why would they hate us? It's surprising. Luke 6, 22 and 23. Uh, blessed are you when men insult you, persecute you, ca- cast your name as evil. Rejoice and be glad in that day, for your reward in heaven is great. But verse 26, woe to those who, who woe to you when all men speak well of you. That's how they spoke about the false prophets. You don't want them speaking that way about you. And in, in, uh, I'll give one other verse here real quick while we're at it. John 5, 44. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God? How can you believe? It, you see, our faith, if you fear man, if you're afraid of what man will say about you, it undermines your faith. We must get to the place where what people say of us, we overcome that, we prevail. We say, what matters to me is what God says. Matthew 10, do not fear those who kill the body, but afterwards have no power, but rather, I'll tell you who to fear, Jesus said, fear him who after he kills the body has the power to throw the body and soul into hell. That's who you should fear. We, it, it's, it's one or the other. Now, everybody wants to be liked. I want to be liked. But if it comes down to being liked by men or, or honoring God, I'm going with God, okay? So how do you do this? Peter says this, who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? This is what we must do. In our day and age, no, there will be mockers. They will come with their mocking. What do we do? Prove zealous for what is good. Today, be zealous to do something good. Serve other people. Speak up for what's good. Be zealous to do that. Because even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, all right, 
You don't want to suffer for being a, a meddler, a gossip, a thief, or, a, or something like that. But if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you're blessed. That's what the Bible says, you're blessed. Do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart. Always being ready to being ready to give make a defense to everyone who asks of you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Be zealous, do good. And if someone persecutes you for it, be ready to give an answer. Why? Why do you do what's good? Why do you love people? Why do you why are you smiling? Why are you rising above? Why are you prevailing? Even if people hate on you, you don't hate them back. What's the difference? It's Christ in us. Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We acknowledge that we are strangers in this world. We may be mocked and ridiculed, maybe persecuted, maybe beaten. Maybe the government will be against us. But in all these things, I pray that we would be faithful to you. We'd rise above, we'd prevail. Help us, Lord, to love those who hate us, to do good to those who despise us. Let us be people who are not overcome by evil, but who overcome evil with good. I pray, oh God, in in a world that wants to put us down, we would not allow that to happen. We would allow you to raise us up. Our eyes are on you. If the world hates us, that's their problem. We're going to be faithful to our God. Give us this strength and this grace to live this way today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, this, this topic kind of fires me up because I face ridicule and mocking every day I'm on campus. I I take the truth of God into the intellectual strongholds of America, and I say I'm not ashamed of a word in the Bible. It's true from cover to cover, and if you don't agree, bring it on. Let's talk about it. And I'm willing to do that with any person. So I do covet your prayers and your support, your encouragement as the school year is getting started, and I'll be warming up on a few campuses here uh, in the next week or two before I get started on my, my more intense schedule at Iowa State University in, in, uh, in September. So I appreciate your prayers. If you're new here with us today, a special welcome to you. I do hope you subscribe. Uh, click that notify button. Remind yourself to come back and like the video. Leave a comment. Leave it below. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're here every day, 8.30 a.m. live uh, Eastern Time then you can watch later in the day if you like, or you can listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms on the podcast. But here's the thing. Decide to get into the Word of God. Make that decision. It's a new school year, new new beginning. Make a decision. I'm going to have God's Word be a part of my life every day. And if you need help in that, that's why we're here. Get in the Word of God each day. Talk about it. Discuss it. Pray about it. You come here every day, I promise your life will change. There's power in God's Word. Trust his word, trust him. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with courage, strength, grace. Remember, we're his. We we want to be pleasing to him. And even if people hate us, we're going to love God and we're going to love them. Until I see you tomorrow, God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.